You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Understarts Daughters podcast. It's Thursday, the 18th of November, and we are live here, 9 p.m. here in good old Chorley, where I'm joined by the three amigos themselves. It's Declan Carroll. Hello, Deck. Good evening, Chris. How are you? Yes, I'm great, buddy. Are you sweating in that jacket, aren't you? I'm a bit warm. If we can get this going, I can take it off. <laughs> yeah, me too. A bit warm myself. <laughs> these, these two won't know what we're on about because Andy's got a nice hoodie, though. I'm really warm as well, actually. Oh. <laughs> I've been in my room all day with machines going. I'm actually, I'm roasting. But I'm and, okay. here's the, oh, and here's the coolest member of the team. You don't see me in my underpants. So I'm <laughs> yeah, you scrubbed up well tonight, Stephen. You scrubbed up well, buddy. Um, two weeks time. Say, how do I usually look? <laughs> yeah. Two weeks time, guys, till we all see each other. Yeah, Jenny Mac. You better be staying on a Saturday, Chris. Sorry? You're going to stay on a Saturday? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk. I think you need to, really, as soon as you're dragging us over there. Yeah, I, lit- I literally <laughs> said to, to the missus last night, are you coming? She said, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, so it might just be me. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we go. That's all we need to do. Uh, how are we all? Have we had a good week? Have we had a good week? Busy, Mike, busy. Busy yeah, week. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. We've got a busy weekend in store. For the racing, there's some decent races in there, not not particularly much on the betting prospect from my side, but let's tackle them nevertheless, guys. Uh, we've got a few Witcher watchers in there. Here's Demo, he's there. What's up, lads? Great tip in this past weekend. It was a fantastic weekend, Demo, wasn't it? Um, we had some decent winners. Um, let's hope we can provide a few more for you tonight. Let's kick things off, boys, with this Chanel Farmer 1965 chase. It's a grade two for the four-year-olds plus over two mile five here. And we see at the top of the market is Dashiell Drasher at 11 to four, who's uh, done so well around Ascot, hasn't he? Dashiell Drasher for Jeremy Scott and Rex Dingle's in the plate this time um, with um, our thoughts are actually with Matt Griffiths, who's still recovering from his uh, car accident. Um, Master Tommy Tucker, who he defeated that time. Uh, when he was last seen is at five to one. Deffy Desoy, who was the former Clarence House winner, that was the last time he won, he won actually back in 2020 in January. Um, and then lost in translations in there at 13 to two with Benny's King and Pistol Whip, rounded him out at 12 and 14 to one. Uh, where would you like to start here, Steve? Um, Dashel Drasher loves it round here, mate. He does, yeah. This is this is a dangerous race, isn't it? It's like the um, the equine version of Squid Games, isn't it? So. Mm. Battle of who will be the last man standing to take the part. Um, Dasher, Drash, Dasher, or Drasher. Uh, I'd have been all over him had he not been injured in this uh, last year. He did get injured, didn't he? He crashes yeah. through his fences, doesn't he? Um, who knows how bad it was or how close to peak fitness he's going to be. Even on, the, even on his novice form, he was he was mixing it at the top table, wasn't he? He ran behind Champ a couple of times. Um, I think he might get a few smiles, but... Um, if he's anywhere near his best, you'd, you'd be quite keen on him, wouldn't you? Uh, even as a five to two shot, like with the track record of some of these in behind, like Deffy Desoy has been really fantastic throughout his career, whether it be at 16 when he was a four year old winning the Triumph or even at two and a half, like when he 
he won a JLT, then he's a novice, and he was the top two miler a couple of years ago. It's hard to believe he's only eight years old because every couple of years he seems to go on the missing list, doesn't he, for a while, you know? But um, pulled up in fifth last year. That was a that that's like for me, that's a carbon copy of his five year old career when he wasn't right. So it's hard to know what you're going to expect on a Saturday. Um, lost in translation, he's on a mission, isn't he? Retrieve what he had yet again. He had the world at his feet, he's a novice. He came back the following season to win the Betfair chase, but nothing's sort of gone right, has it, since that King George where he was pulled up? He's obviously had a lot of issues. Um, I see some people are talking about him as a Hennessy horse. Um, oh, sorry, a Labrook Trophy horse, but you'd be a brave man, wouldn't you, to back him even at 21 with a big weight in that, you know, with the amount of P's up against his name. Um, Master Tommy Tucker, I'll let the boys uh, take the piss out of him. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's consistent last year, isn't he? You know, like he's run some good races. I know he's a bit of a mental case, but um consistent with the fourth last at Kempton, anyway. Yeah, oh, Benny's yeah. King. Benny's King ran here five of the last six times he's been at Ascot. Um but he's coming back from a pulled up as well. What? As a bet, you know, I'd, I'd probably be saying Dasher Dasher Drasher if anywhere near fitness, but if he's not hundred percent, you know, there's some good animals in here. If you can trust one of them's anywhere near their best, but I'd have to go with a favourite, Chris. Boringly, I just I, I do worry when they have an injury chasing. But <laughs> sorry, what was that, Mister? Ah, no, nothing. Didn't say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just think he's the most bomb proof. But is he hundred percent? You know, he's probably not a bet for me, a race for me to bet on, but. I've not mentioned pistol whips at all, but um, that's what you'll be an entry, won't you? In two weeks' time, pistol whipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think I think the favourite's the most reliable, Chris. You know. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for that state. Um, Definitely, soy Andy. Can he recapture his old form? Um, I wouldn't be taking what's he's three to one, seven to two for him to do so. Um, it's. Uh, you probably couldn't pay me enough to have a bet in this race. Uh, like Steve covered it well. You have Dashiell Drasher, who's easily the standout on last year's form, but he has a six-pound penalty for his Ascot Chase win, and his record fresh isn't really the best. Like he tends to run well fresh, but he's like he's usually better after two or three runs, um, which was shown last season as he progressed through the handicap and then eventually winning the Grade One. Um, Master Tommy Tucker, look, I, I I probably was a bit too mean to him at Weatherby the last time, but no, he wasn't. Uh, well, he's he has a six pound penalty as well, and he was held by Dashiell Drasher in, in the Ascot Chase, and he's ten rising eleven. And even though he does have a run under his belt, I don't see why he should be reversing that form at this stage. Uh, Benny's King, as Steve said, loves to track, but was pulled up last time, and again ten rising eleven, mark one fifty four leaves them with a bit to find here Deffy Desai has had wind surgery and God knows what else during the off season but, uh, <laughs> but uh, to be honest with you I haven't watched uh, I didn't mention any names he could have had you know he could have had a lot Even of massages or could have you know gone to a few parties or he could have gone on holiday he, wasn't getting attendance, looked at. he could have been spiked that's what you're trying to say at a party uh, that's it yeah but um, exactly um, but look, he was well beaten by Politologue at long odds on in the champion chase 
um, didn't raise a gallop against Put the Kettle on and then was poor in oh well I can't even well, it wasn't the Ascot chase, but I think it was behind first flow. Um lost in trans- yeah. yeah, lost in translation. Um look, pulled up third, third, pulled up fifth, pulled up literally a postcode. Um hasn't really shown anything for since his third in the gold cup. Uh, he did like I suppose his run his his run behind Secret Investor at Newbury was for a comeback run was okay after after being poor again in the King George, but he's he's a nine rising ten and he really hasn't shown that in quite a while. Um he does have the ability to go well fresh as demonstrated at Carlisle all those years ago, but at the same time it's you're taking a short enough price on a horse that hasn't shown a whole lot. He then get through to Pistol Whipped, who is a high end handicapper really. Um he was desperately unlucky at Utoxter. Um, he was he was just beating a nose or beating a fraction um, off 11 stone 12. Was, in fairness, it was a really good effort for the, to the horse. Um, but to be honest, is he good enough to beat Dashiell Drasher? I don't know. If, if Dashiell Drasher's wound up, he should win this race. Um, I wouldn't be getting too worried about Defy Desire loss in translation, but Pistol Whipped could have the opportunity to, to follow him home um, with the run on his under his belt. And the fact that he's seven rising eight, um, there is a chance that he, he might not be done progressing. So if if Dashiell Drasher is not fully fit, um, there could be a chance Pistol Whipped takes takes full advantage there. Um, and at the prices, I would probably back him each way, even with the two places, because I'm, I definitely decide loss in translation just don't scare me at all at the minute. So, yeah. Thanks very much there, Andrew. Um, Brad, as Meshi does in there, did Denton get the polo mentioned? Well, mine's a fucking bubble jacket, Brad, so <laughs> I did have it on, but I had to take it off. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite warm in mine, but I'm going to keep it on. I've opened the door, so you know what I mean. Uh, Deck, what's your thoughts on the Chanel Farmer? Yeah, look, the, the lads have, have, um, have covered it pretty well. Like, that's a treasure. Three wins here last year, including a, a grade one. This is definitely harder than the grade one he won, though, I think. Um, well, I suppose it, it, it does depend on, on Deputy Desai and Lawson translation. Like, Deputy Desai has been disappointing since his flop in, in the Queen Mother. And as Andy rightly said, he could have spent a bit of time in Martinstown and you wouldn't know what sort of a horse. I never said with. Martinstown. I never <laughs> said Martinstown. I never mentioned I just said God knows what else. I could have been up. <laughs> Okay, he suggested maybe he was at a party in Martintown um, <laughs> having a couple of cocktails. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he bounced right back to form. And if I think if he bounced right back to form, he's the most likely winner. Do I want to back him at that price when you're basically gambling? You know, you're taking the gamble. Has the the um the, the spa weekend in Martintown paid off? Like. Oh, he, it's it's too short a price. It's too big a gamble uh, for me to. But I do think if he's back anywhere near himself, he, he is the most likely winner here. I do think Dashiell Drasher is is a very very good horse, and he's the sort of horse who could go well in a Ryanair, a, a bad one or a normal Ryanair. You know, one that doesn't have the. You know, the likes of Min or an Alaho who should be going for the championship races in it. He could go close in, in a, you know, a, a pretty uh, standard renewal of a Ryanair. Lost some translation, 
I know that Stable is back to form, but he has been a shadow of his, you know, last season he was definitely a shadow of his former self. But even on even on his really, really good form, he's held by Defi Desai a couple of times over yeah, this yeah. trip. So, you know, if the two of them bounce right back to form, I, I you know, it would be definitely for me. Master Tommy Tucker, he's not well in the head. Um and it, it's probably best left at that. Uh, Benny's King, he uh, toured the Dash and Drasher here in February, pulled up on a seasonal debut. I agree with Andy. Uh, Pistol Whip is probably the only bit of value in the field. He is improving. He, well, he, you know, I, I think he might be improving. He's fairly consistent in handicaps. On official ratings, he needs to find £9. Now, that's whether you believe his rating and Dash and Drasher's rating, but... There is a penalty there as well. So he has to find £3. I think all the value is about him. Um, but if, the, if, if if they all ran to their best form, Debbie Desai wins it. But the value is definitely around Pistol Whip. I'd be happy. If I was going to have a bet, I don't think I would be, will be having a bet in this race. But if I was going to, I would definitely be swaying towards Pistol Whip. Yeah. Pistol Whip for deck, Andrew? Yeah, Pistol Whipped as well. Solely value as well right. and uh let's come to steve i'll probably back that i did say dasher drasher but the other thing i do think Defy design is it really soft um <laughs> did it for his best form there's not yeah. many wins on goods are soft but uh yeah that's it all right thanks very much boys let's move on to the next race we're going to cover at ascot which is the ascot hurdle uh which is a grade two class one and there's five runners this year we've got buzz one of the podcast favorites there at five to four uh goshen one of the podcast favourites there at seven to two. <laughs> Not really one of mine, anyway. Um, Molly Ollie's wishes is at seven. Sung for someone who needs to bounce back, really. And Guard Your Dreams is at tens. Where do you want to start here then, Declan? Buzz, uh, does he light your fire? He's Jesus. He's shade of odds on. Um, he's won a Cesarevich. And there's, there's, there's no jumps in that. It's, um, as far as I remember, and he was second at entry to Abacadabras, and it's purely on those two runs, I think, that he's turning up a shade of odds on, and there's no value about him, um, he's definitely hyped up on, on those two runs, like, one of them's a, a flat handicap, and the other was a race that a non-stare one over two and a half miles, like, <laughs> he's really, really, really not for me, um, Goshen's another lad who's probably probably a little bit unwell in the head, uh, lots of issues. He probably done well to finish as close as he did in the champion hurdle, uh, but he was yeah. well beat then at Punchestown. Um, just as well, they they put the rail up that day, he could have ended up in, in the quarry out the back, or, or definitely in Joe's water splash. <laughs> uh, Molly Ollie wishes, like, she, she'd be um, Paul Saga at Warwick, like she'd be a decent enough yardstick in France, but she wouldn't be top of the tree. Um, and how good are they over there? Those French horses, though, I think they're always um, they're always hyped up. They used to have that saying: they keep the best ones at home. No, mm. they don't. They sell them. You know, they the kept caught them star at home. It's all it's a money business. Uh, now she may not need to improve a whole lot. Um, but the one for me is probably song for someone. He was beaten on the heavy ground at Wing Canton, and he was pulled up in that um, in the entry hurdle, and it was probably off the back of, of that run behind Goshen at Wing Canton. He's won this last year. I uh, definitely too big a price here. I think all the values with um, 
all, all the value is with, with song for someone. And I, I will give a mention to Garger Dreams, who's a handicap winner at Cheltenham <laughs> in October. Um, the score for my drag or entry looks well enough. Minella um, Drama was second. Uh, it could improve. It, if Garger Dreams improves, could be right in the mix. But I just think there's lots of value about song for someone. Uh, we've seen him. He was really, really impressive in this race last year. And I, I think um, the top two in the market are definitely there to be shot at. I think it's terrible value here. Really, really poor price. Yeah. Do you wish Joe that um, echo that sentiment, the uh, stay with Declan with Buzz being too short? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think um, on song for someone's film last year, Ascot beat. Uh, was it Call Me Lord he beat? Big one of the Manier horses, didn't they? Call Me Lord and uh, Lorraine. Yeah. yeah, it's good form, but not even the pulled up at the last race. It was the it was the Gosham race in the Kingwell, which he really underperformed, didn't he? So that's two two sort of bad runs he's got to overcome. So I'm sort of against him on that. Not because he won Cesarevich, but Buzz's run behind Abracadabra's at Aintree is probably the strongest piece of hurdle form in the field, would you not say? Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, look at what Miller's Bank did. I mean, I know that was a different chord, but Miller's yeah. Bank was, I mean, it was very... 11 to 10 is short, there's no doubt about it, but obviously he seems that his last two runs have been his best. Even going back to the start of last year, he was, like, we've said it a few times, he wasn't, he never had the kitchen sink thrown at him in the Welsh champion behind School Royale. It, the form is pretty good, pretty solid all the way through the, through the season with a couple of iffy runs, but... Goshen, I just don't trust. I'd love to see him win it. You know, he, he deserves yeah. something, doesn't he? You know, mm. still that triumph still sort of hurts a little bit. But and Molly's all his wishes is he's won four of his four of the last five. But the third at Fontwell behind McFabulous and brewing up a storm is pretty strong form. You know, brewing up a storm bolted up at Aintree a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, I think it was Aintree, was it? Um, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was Aintree. Yeah, McFabulous was a good, good, good yardstick last year in the Stars Division. Didn't I? Don't think he really got free, but won a couple of nice races. Um, I think Molly's Ollie's wishes and Buzzer. It's a straight. It's a forecast for me. Reversed. Um, I don't fancy any of the others. Song for someone's really got got to prove to me that he's over the last two bad runs the Kingwell and that pulled up at Aintree. Go for it, Stephen. You go for it, buddy. Um... Andy, um, just with Tom Simmons' yard, uh, obviously trying song for someone. There was a serious problem with that yard when the calendar year turned last year. Um, I know he, I think he won song for someone won the international hurdle, and then the form of the yard absolutely plummeted. Like there is not just a song for someone, a Clandabo lad as well. Um, he couldn't even complete a Haydock. Um, he's probably one of the best hurdlers, best handicapped horses in the UK at the minute. On if you go back far enough on his form, he was trying to give weight away to my Drogo and and um and um soaring glory at the start of last year. But and he would be of major interest here, even though he's 13 to 2. If you could be confident that the yard is kind of back to somewhere near its best, because there was definitely an issue there, and I'm not, I'm not one that usually gets hung up on yard form either there has to be serious when he was beating the mile out i wouldn't count yeah like he, was, he didn't he didn't complete an entry yeah but he didn't complete yeah. an entry like he never even traveled at entry he jumped the first hurdle and was under the pump 
I, it yeah. was looked like the horse was sick. Um, and I'm just wondering if maybe there was issues with the yard. Hopefully they're sorted now. Um, but he would. I'd agree with that. He's of serious interest on last season's form, early season form, uh, beating Silver Streak and beating Blue Lord in this race. Um, although it's Silver Streak, I think they jumped like three hurdles in that international hurdle as a joke. Uh-huh. Race, but, um, but still, he's had his first time win surgery. The six pounds is what puts me off here, but you're kind of compensated with the price because we know how talented he is and it's not like he's seven to four, he's, he's seven to one. So, um, the you know, the, the compensation is there. Uh, Goshen, uh, look, we've kind of already spoken about him. It's absolute nutcase. Um, I know he's not the biggest, but the the way the, those lunatic antics sometimes they can make good two mile chasers. And I was wondering if maybe yeah. it, it crossed her mind. Um, but it would probably kill the horse. He probably wouldn't. He probably a fence will probably blow his mind. Um, but then again, if Alman Coyne can jump a fence, you know, um, straighten him out. Could straighten him out. I thought they might have tried it this year. Is he still only a, he's five rising six, but uh, obviously not. They they still think they can. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. They're not even going to go to Cheltenham this year, are they? So, no. um, I don't know Christmas hurdle. I suppose it's it's not a very you know that's that's a race that they could they could look at. It's not really a epitant and and kind of take your pick. Um, about the, about the rest, uh, Buzz. Again, yeah, beaten by Abercadabras, and I think yeah, Miller's Bank in third. Uh, good, good run in the Betfair hurdle before that. I'm still a bit salty about the the Welsh Champion hurdle. Um, and I don't know how they survived the stewards' room with that one, but um, he was an impressive winner to Cesarwich. Um, and there's a lot of talk for him to go for the the Stairs hurdle. Um, and that's going to be a season target. Now, whether he get the three miles is another question. A lot of the, I know a lot of the camp at home do see him getting the trip, no problem. I would probably have my reservations about him a little bit, but he definitely is worth his go um, at the three miles in time. Um, and his run from the Cesar, which obviously 42 days ago, by the time they line up, he should be race fit. Um, but Nicky Henderson did report in a stable tour that he's barely got any of his horses on the grass uh, because of the soft uh, because the ground hasn't turned soft. So um, that 42 days, it, it still is, what, seven weeks, six weeks. So um, there is a chance he might need to run a little bit despite running on the flat uh despite running on the flat you don't think that buzz might be one of those that has been on the flat though considering he likes this kind of ground um he could have been Hasn't i was just going with what was said in in nicky henderson's stable tour it's mm. just that he hasn't got he said his words were i haven't got any of my string on the grass so i'm, I'm a, like does that include buzz he's raised. he has yeah six weeks well, ago but like still yeah, a bit of time considering he's he's one on soft and been second off heavy yeah yeah a week a week yeah, well, look, style, you get what saying. you're not going to work them hard on yeah. you know mm. on, on fast ground like a week or two is light a light work and you're you know you're you're right back to nearly where you began so that that's the the risk about him now he should be absolutely fine the market's kind of telling you he's ready to go uh guard your dreams third in a grade one obviously at entry is what you said uh winning re- reappearance beating cool cody um, which I know will kill Cody, better known for his chasing exploits, so that's still fair form. Um, and then Deck covered Molly's Ollie's wishes there. Um, like she's beaten up on some relatively average mares. Um, has a mark of 146, does get the seven pounds from her uh, from a few of her rivals. Mm. Um, and then a little bit more actually from Song for Someone in Goshen, but 
Oh, it's it's kind of a, it's a tough one. Um, I don't think it's she trappy actually, one, isn't it? Sorry, trappy one, isn't it? It is a trappy one. It's not really somewhere I'd want to be investing my money. It'd be almost. It, I feel like if I was saying song for someone, that's just kind of my bias coming out because I I mm. do like the horse and I backed him a few times and he does owe me little to nothing. I backed him in this race last year. I backed him in the international at Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, but look, I probably will have a little sentimental about him, but it's probably a race that I'd just watch. It's really really trappy and tricky. True, true, true. Uh, right, selections then for you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, song for someone. Song for someone. Declan. Song for someone. And Stephen. Buzz and Molly's um, forecast. Buzz and Back in the Arzanch, obviously. Oh it's yeah. Not He's got. It's not odds on the books. Come on, leave him alone. Nathan joined us. Hello, Nathan. Good evening. Just joined late, lads. You know if Royal Pagai's running in the chase? We will be coming on to the chase a little bit later, but I believe that Royal Pagai has been declared for you. He's in the field. Um, He'd want yeah, to start we'll be, be coming on to the chase. <laughs> Very soon, Nathan. Give us... Um, I think we're two races away, aren't we? Two races. Yeah, we are. Uh, right, next one. Um, I believe I am missing this one from my... I believe I'm missing it from my captions but never mind i'll put that up in a minute we're going to go to the 315 now which is the garant bertrand hurst park handicap chase it's a two mile one event at ascot on saturday at 315 um for horses that are rated up to 150 uh we've got before midnight here who is a the favorite at nine to four sky pirate who we beat last time at cheltenham at seven to two and mueller gold who was a very very late winner at ascot last time under bridget andrews at six to one michelle lecoq who uh, Mula Gold ran down is also at sixes. Sully Duck AA. Um, I don't know how you pronounce that. Sully Duck A must be Anglo Arabian, um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Arabian DMA. Come on, Chris, think about that. Um, nine to one Diego Sharmil and Dolos for the Johnny De La Hay team. They're at 12s and 14s. This for me, I, I don't know what your opinion, boys. I'll we'll probably get your opinion in a minute, but I think before midnight for me is one of my ideas of the bets of the weekend. I mean. I was so impressed with him at Cheltenham. I know it's a different kettle of fish around Ascot, but the way that before midnight jumps, he's going to get a, an easy lead here for me. Um, Sky Pirate chased him home. Sky Pirate was a good horse last year. I thought before midnight did come back really well last time. He's my idea of one of the better bets of the weekend. Would you say so as well, Declan? I don't I don't have a massive opinion on this race, Chris. Mm. Um, I'd love to see Sky Pirate running a, a grade one and um, i really like his run the last day he he's you know he's developed into quite a good horse um since he's gone back to two miles the two mile division isn't that deep you know um you know what like we the novices are gonna um step in the open company shishkin uh, and ergamon and we're gonna find out just how good they actually are um but is, is like put the kettle on i know we covered her last week she's been outstanding at Cheltenham, like new negra are they really how good are they you know how deep is the division i don't know um but look this horse he can he can carry weight and he can perform consistently and i you know I, i'd love him to win this race the weekend I don't know if he will. Um, before midnight, gone up a pound. I don't know if it's enough for for Sky Pirate to to um to finish ahead of before midnight. A mule of gold. Uh, one here the last day is up four pound. 
beating uh, beat Mansour Lecoq. Uh, he he was ran down by a Mullah goal. Diego de Chamel, Chamel uh, he's been hurling, um, and he is back off his last win and chase mark, and and that was this race where he jumped through the wing and somehow managed to get up and win. Oh, oh God, remember that? Jesus. How did he keep that um, race? Unbelievable. He, he didn't even jump the fence. <laughs> um, it is interesting that he's. Can anyone explain that he's come down six pounds? His chase rating. Yeah, I can't. Uh, the handicapper dropped a few of them, didn't they? Um, there was a report about that during the summer that they, they were actually going to relieve a few of the marks because no they were ri ridiculous. Uh, they basically, they were saying, uh, like in or in Ireland, going back to Ireland, but in Ireland, there's usually, at the start of the year, especially on the flat, the older horses do get three or four pounds relief. Yeah. And it kind of helps them compete against the younger progressive horses. Mm. But in the UK... They're like, oh no, let's have a, a veterans chase because of the levy. It's great, old horses. Look, keep back in your favorite old horse. Yeah. No, drop them six pounds. Like, just you know yeah. that, and that's that's basically what they eventually did. Well, there's an example of that yesterday when final nudge when Paddy Brennan comes on board and he says, final nudge still runs like he's not a veteran, and we're putting him into veteran chases because the prize money's better. Mm. Makes no they're, sense. They're, they're just bookies races, really, because yeah. you know. People will back their horses because of the name. But yeah, me and Andy had a good chat at Punchestown um, last Sunday. And just we, we happened to meet some nice people. We met Amoretto. Uh, we met Connor Rogers. So uh, we, we had a good day out. But we had a conversation just about the difference in um, with the handicappers. And, and yeah, the handicapper over here, they give you a chance. If you don't win a race, you're probably not going up. Um if you win, you're going up. But if you're second, you, you still get your chance to win again. He's actually quite fair, um, and it, it's good for owners as well because you you know you're not getting crucified for not winning. You're still getting your chance. But anyway, back to, you know back to Diego de Chamel. It's one I, I can't really understand because he's back. They just sent him over hurdles, and you know the last time he won it, he ran in the chase. He won it. You know, even yeah. if he didn't jump the last fence, it, it, I just found that one a, a little bit strange. Uh, Sully Dock was, was well beaten the last day, and Dallas has not shown anything for quite a while. Look, I, I don't really know. I'd probably go for, um, you know, a, a Mula goal. He's up £4. Monsieur Lecoq's up £3 for that second. Um, there was only a short head in it, I think. But um, at the prices, I, I'd probably sway towards a Mula goal. Uh, although, you know, I think Sky Pearl will run his, will run his race again. It's just hard to make an argument for him beating mid for mid before midnight. Yeah, no massive opinion. A mule golf. Yeah, cheers, Doc. Uh, yeah, I don't even. I don't think the 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 weight that you know the difference is going to make much difference. Myself, uh, Brad's here saying that. Um, think if Sky Pirates run well, he will go for the champion chairs. Can totally see that. Really can totally see that. Stephen, what's your opinions on this one, mate? Do not think he blew up last time, Sky Pirate. Not particular, not for me. I really yeah, don't. For the racing, I don't know if he was a bit overly fresh or not. But you in the library, stays big up. No, um, just, I, I, I turned his volume down. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It's probably a bit of reality TV in the background. <laughs> no, I just, I'm not, I'm not 100 sure he blew up, but he was very, he was very fresh during the race. He travelled really strongly, didn't he? Maybe a little bit free, but always does. Always it, does. It's an eight-pound pull, isn't it, for six lengths? It probably isn't enough, but. I'm sort of 
I spent all of last week thinking of what to back against Soaring Glory, knowing that Soaring Glory was the best horse in the race, and Soaring Glory went and bolted up with a with a top weight, you know. So I'm sort of yeah. it's making me feel like sticking with the best horse in the race, but mm. I'm still seeing two because closing that gap up the hill last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every time I think of it, um, that cost us all a fortune, did it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really keen on Sky Pirates to turn the favourite over. Not, not really keen. I'd like to see it happen. The only other one I looked at, I think Diego Charmiel has got some good runs at Ascot in the bank. Mm. He had that race when they run through the fence, didn't he, with Capland. Um, he's been mixing up hurdles and jumps, but he shouldn't. Because of Nichols' record in these type of races, I think 12 to 1 is mm. quite big, but it's Sky Pirate for me. Yeah. Andrew, your thoughts on this, mate? I, I actually have a major fancy in this myself. Um, well, now, going back to before midnight and Sky Pirate, I agree. I don't think the £8 will um, be enough to reverse. Um, I do think there'll be a lot closer, probably a length and a half, two lengths maybe, but I still mm. think uh, before midnight, like provided he jumps a clear round. Um, he should... was scintillating last night. Scintillating. Yeah, he, he was good. Now, the, the question is, though, like he... You know, Sky Pirate was carrying 11-12 versus before midnight's 10-3. Like, that's a yeah, stamp. Yeah. That's an absolute stamp. Um, the 10-11, again, it's 11-12. So, it's, you know, obviously, they're closer in the handicap. But it's like 10-11. You're still under it comfortably enough under 11 stone. So, and, and he's a progressive he's a progressive horse. But the one I really, really fancy, and it, it's more so because the handicapper didn't get a chance to nail him. Uh, because there were kind of strange circumstances around his run, but it's actually Monsieur Lecoq right down the bottom. Um, like his last effort at Ascot was by far his best chased effort of his career. It was on soft ground, but um, this is a horse that's kind of that he has been campaigning on, on decent ground before, and it hasn't really bothered him too much. Um, admittedly, it could be a you could argue he's a better horse with a bit of dig in the ground. Yeah, um, but I. I still think that his run last time out at Ascot, like I don't know what happened. I I I still think Amula Gold is after getting more weight than him, obviously for winning the race. I think like, Monsieur Lecoq got three pounds. Yeah, and Amula Gold only got four. Yeah, but, but like, short, how many how many times is that going to happen? Where like you know the horse basically idled and got yeah. done late. Like that's not going to happen again. And Amula Gold, obviously, it's only a pound, but he's going to be worse off. And if that happens again, I would be really, really surprised. Uh, you take Amula Gold out of the race, and Monsieur Lecoq probably goes up nine or ten pounds, because they were, I'm pretty sure they were quite a, a way clear uh, for a widening four or five lengths, um, and then a long, long way back to the to the fourth. They were finishing an interval stat that day, and, and they did go a good clip. And I would just really, really fancy him off 10 stone too. Like, this was a horse that was taught good enough to run in an Irish champion hurdle as a nipper. So, you know, they're, they've always taught, they've always taught him as a very good horse. Um, gets in here off a really, really low weight. Wasn't penalised the way he should have been, in my opinion. Um, for this freak, for basically a freak result against the Moolah Gold and a, a replication of that performance again from a horse that's only seven rising eight he's been around a while but he's still young enough to be progressing um i i just think he's really really underestimated here and i think i think he's a well handicapped horse thanks very much andy michelle the cop for andrew um steven for you i hope scar power wins but um yeah michelle the cop was a good animal on the, on the hurdles i was of the opinion that he really 
preferred it really soft, but yeah. anyway. Deck for you? Um, I feel like I'm in a match with Andy in Moolah Gold. You can do a match if you want. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Winner, winner, uh, uh, we could uh, win a uh, round yeah. of entry. Uh, we do the lunch, we can do lunch on the Friday before yeah, everyone arrives or breakfast, breakfast in the airport or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next best material back for the weekend for me before midnight, definitely for me. Uh, let's move on though, guys. We're going to over to Haydock now, I believe. We're going to the Stayers Hurdle, very interesting race, this isn't it? Um, let me get my, my captions up for this, dear me. I'm all over the place. Yeah, it's a um, decent race, decent renewal. Um, Riggs is in, in here at the uh, top of the market, 11-2 to two for the Dan Skelton and Harry Skelton team. Emmett Mullins sends one over with Harry Kimber on board at 11-2 to two as well. Orbis Legend, who was impressive at Chepstow, is at 7-1. to one. Bass Rock for Sandy Thompson and Ryan Mania there at Tens. It was a nice winner at Carlisle last time. One that I think has gone really under the radar here. We had one uh, for John Joe last weekend that also did the business's flight deck here at 10 to 1. Stony Mountain for Gavin Sheehan. Did they leave you out to chase home? Um, Orbis Legend last time is at 14. And it's 40, uh, 16 to 1 bar those. Where do we fancy going here then, Stephen, uh, for this stairs hurdle? Any ones that really take your fancy? Uh, well, my clear force is in here, isn't he? I'm, I'll mention him last. But um, hey. does anyone know why? If the cat fits to stop chasing, he's just a better no. earner, isn't he? His form was never that shabby against some seasoned chasers, was he? Like he beat Fiddler on the roof last year. He ran yeah, beyond him last year. He was Blue. He? <laughs> uh, he wasn't beating far by Shan Blue. Uh, he's beaten by Pam though and Yala Enki and, and Tonton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it just seems a bit crazy not enough this weight though in this race, doesn't it? But, like, the only thing you have to do, the only way. It's it pay him all you have to do is just stay in his girts or, or, or go ahead of him and use Down's tails. It's the only way Pim wins is if he gets the freedom of the racetrack in front. Freedom of the city. <laughs> um, Orbeez Legend uh, won the silver trophy, didn't it? Chepstow beating, did they leave you at two? He re, he re opposes again. He's also he's, he's sort of a bit of a cliff horse a couple of years ago, but um, they seem to have really found a key to him with three miles this year. And good ground is obviously the real important thing, which Nick Gifford was saying for the last couple of years, as why well. kept kept getting beat. But he, he was he's run behind horses like Aldarsh over hurdles. He ran in relegates bumper. Always early, always early form in his early part of his career was behind Grade One horses, but normally over two, two, two. But uh, this year he's had two good runs over three. If the ground stays good, I think he's he's got a real good chance in this. But um. You know I'm going to go for, don't you? Um, Gladiator Allen. <laughs> yeah, again. This horse just doesn't settle. He's, he's still a, still a five-year-old. He's still a baby, but he just does not know how to race yet. I said last time he ran with 12 stone round exit. I think he needs a fence just to calm him down, but I just can't not let him go in this race of 10 stone free with uh, Chester Williams claiming free. <laughs> if he... If they just get the penny to drop with him, I just think he's there's a serious animal in here somewhere. But at 14, I backed him at 16s early. I'm looking at 12s now in my current caption, but it's just one impress where he's, he's, he's a cliff also. I've got to back him again. Another oh. one for Steve, where another one for Steve where he goes over on a cliff. He loves it, doesn't cliffs, don't you, Steve? Yeah, this is a talented also. Mark my words, is 
one day we're going to say his form figures ain't that bad. Three one six three three. When he won at Ascot last year, he, he everything seemed to go well, but he's just not settling since, you know. But um, around Haydock with a big field and get some cover, you know, we might see a, see a good performance. Brad says Summerhand's not in the race, Steve. <laughs> He wouldn't stay, would he? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, State. Uh, let's come to Declan next. Declan, nice, nice event. You what? Nice event. Yeah, yeah. You sounded <laughs> all sound into. <laughs> can't wait. Come on. Yeah. Can we? Well, why not? Is this the race that used to be over the the, um, the brush hurdles? Yeah. Yeah. Why not anymore? Uh, I'm not quite sure, actually. Yeah, we just added something to it, doesn't it? It's just a yeah, like Jesus, it's just a great like. It's just a, it's not great, is it? Like you know, I I, I even struggled to go through it. I left it last. I came to it and I said, ah, I'll leave it. But there was two I liked, and um, you know, they they weren't too far down the list. These they've both been mentioned actually. Arby's legend, like he's relatively unexposed still, and he is improving. I think the the step up and trip could bring out some more improvement in him. Um, and the other one was flight deck. I think he gets the trip well. He's versatile ground wise. He's treating seven other hurdles, and he's another one who's improving. The two of them will be, you know, more likely raced than a lot of the field. So, uh, you know, I, I'd be I'd give the two of them a good chance in the race. Yeah, but it's it's not a race I ever have a big opinion on. It's just. It's just another train one handicap portal, isn't it? Like, and you know, if you're yeah. train one handicap, fairness now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know, but train mile, you know, you know, train mile hurdlers, they're failed, they're failed horses, aren't they? Like, you know, now until <laughs> next summer, now when I'm an expert on train mile handicap portals, <laughs> next summer, um, <laughs> you know, like they're you tune them, won't you? They, oh yeah, oh to be, <laughs> oh to be serious pots. Serious pattern. Oh, yes. uh, look, yeah, they, they usually, like, there's probably a couple of chasers in here, is there? I didn't look overly hard. Yeah, I would say so. A couple of fair chasers, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I def- when it was it was over the fixed brush hurdles, it just added something to the race. It was worth looking at then. It was a bit more interesting. It's just another, um, it's just another train my handicap board now. I don't it was supposed to be a pie pulse in this, didn't it? Was it dimes? Dimes? He's running this. Client. He's a target this, didn't he? Rams is detailed. It's been a few years. He's got Brinkley in it this year, hasn't he? Um, mm. I can't see Brinkley myself, really. Casey Park won this the year he won the Dyers, didn't he? He did, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's, you know, you, you can't... It's like we say, uh, like, on the flat with sprinters and stairs, like, the Tremont holders, they don't always have to find an awful lot. Mm. You know, to bridge the gap. Um, yeah, most of them plotted up, and I for things like the per temps and things later. I remember Buena Vista apart ended up winning at Cheltenham a couple of years running, and it never won another race in between. But it's all about boss, I suppose, left under the bonnet. I suppose, but... yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Declan mentioned one that I like the flight deck, and there's two two against the field. I think Riggs is, I think Riggs is a very interesting horse up to three miles. I think. That could be a real plot horse there for the Skelton Yard, but 
I think Scowl um, is too short now every bloody weekend because Yeah, of... I un- I understand what you mean. Yeah, I, I think I, they are punted off the boards at the weekend, it seems. They'll be oh. sent for home after the That's that's my worry around Haydock. The thing is there's not many horses that come from the background Haydock, I always find. Um and Riggs is going to be held up from the back. So but he he is a worthy worthy favourite for me. Um stepping up to his three miles. I think he's got untapped potential at this trip. Um, he's getting loads of weight too. I also think that Declan mentioned one. Declan mentioned flight deck, and there was one that I mentioned right at the beginning. I think his victory last time at Weatherby was was pretty decent, and he was going away again at the line. Um, he'll be one that I think will. He's a bit of a head case as well, really, because he. I think he's tried chasing, and it didn't really like you said. He's a failed chaser, and he's gone back over hurdles, and that seemed to light him up last time. But he's, there's some talent under the bonnet there. It's just whether he turns up on the day and he can do it. But John Joe did it last weekend with one that I thought Luke plotted up. And I think Flight Deck is another one. Ten to one, uh, decent each way show. Uh, him and Riggs against the field, really. But apart from that, no real interest in the race. Andrew, yourself? Um, yeah, Riggs. I was just thinking of uh, that video with, of the skeleton there. Dan Skelton. Ready was fighting to the Lions, John. How do you yeah. ready to go? Yeah. Shouting, shouting, uh, new Benegra home, and I could just imagine Riggs now as they go out onto the into the country for their second time. Go on, Harry! Go on, Harry! <laughs> I love you, Harry! I love you, Harry! Another ten furlongs to go, or, or, or well, <laughs> to go. But anyway, <laughs> but um, I love you, no, William. I, I can't see um Riggs with with four hurdles to go, just hitting the front way too soon. But um, no, there's actually there is a potential blot in here. Um, and it's it's a you know, I'm not sure if the horse is a bit of a monkey or not, though. That that's my only worry. Um, but remember, I was talking about the Welsh champion hurdle earlier and Buzz. Don't tell me it was Don Levant. Oh, did you did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I did. That was like they, they were basically driving a car <laughs> coming down to two out, and they gave the horse half so of Wales to like. You know, there was about half of Wales between him and the leader going over the second last, and he made up a sick amount of ground. Now, the the big question here is the three miles. Now, he has ran over it in the past um, as a younger horse, but I would say I would have actually classified this nearly as a, as a nearly a max bet. But the reason I'm holding back is this horse has been caught so many times staying on late second third fourth not really going up the handicap but he's always eye catching and it just makes me think does he like winning oh yeah what what does it say unlucky or never nearer too much to do like it, it's just like it's it's funny and I, I don't think like evan williams and I, like i know i think he was in he might have been in the news as well um for a few of his horses at exeter but this thing was like they were lucky they were lucky that the stewards didn't take a look. Um, yeah. Now, would he have beaten the winner? The winner did win easily, and he was second, but like, he only got a pound for it, and he probably should have got, maybe, the horse probably should have got its 60 days, the rider fined, the owner fined. Like, it was bad. Um, now, they're stepping up to three miles here. It's a big pot. It makes sense. Um, look, even going back on his form, like when he, he was beaten by Tronador at Aintree, again, staying on. Edward Stone has performed well. I think he won the other day, albeit over fences. Uh, Mr. Coffee in fourth, an unexposed horse at the time. Um, like his form, he has form to kind of, that, that suggests that he could run well. He didn't even run too badly in the Coral Cup. He was way too far back and they gave 
heaven help us. I think they they mistook they mistook uh, the uh, the young young Condon as the safety car in his orange, and they they let her go off the front end. But now you told uh, that joke the weekend. That was a good one. You like that one, yeah. And <laughs> um, that was all good for me. We backed her, but like it. To be honest, this is a horse that could strike. And look, there's fifty six thousand pounds to the winner. So if it's not Saturday, when is it gonna be? Because mm. this it won't win at a like the Irish will. The or like this horse is well handicapped, but like you're you're risking bumping into the Irish at the Cheltenham Swinton. Festival. Um, the Swinton isn't worth the Swinton's miles away, isn't it? That's the Lanzarote. It's in May. It's around my yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Lanzarote is probably the, the Kempton is is the only other race that could possibly come to mind. But then you get young, exciting novices and that. So, and um, this is where your three miles is what Dex said, full of failed chasers and a few last roll of the dice of a big pot. But this horse has shown enough for me to suggest that he could be dangerous here. And if you're getting twelve to one, look, he—I he, think he'd be placed at the very, very least. Um, he could. The only thing that worries me is he's a little bit of a monkey. Um, you know, is he is does he want to win? Like he's had so many chances, he's always eye catching. But that that fast last, that took the piss, and I have to back him here, even with the three miles. Um, the good ground would be perfect for him. I think he's a real, real chance, and I think he could be hard to beat. Oh yeah, that the fast. As you mentioned, that first last from Jesus Christ, what was Isabel Williams thinking? But anyway, he's an easy excuse though. Like his best form's over two and a half. He's run over yeah, three miles here. They could just say he was outpaced. He wasn't outpaced. He was traveling beautifully. But anyway, you know, yeah. yeah. Fosslass is a similar setup to here. Not, I mean, not as tight turn. It's quite a sweeping bend at um, Fosslass too. Um, yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from with her with Don's Avant as well. There was handbrake looped firmly on or. Something just we're kind of getting in trouble. Yeah, never mind. We we don't get in trouble. We never get in trouble. We say what we want on this podcast. <laughs> really? Who, gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Monkey piss. Exactly what Connor Rogers said. <laughs> <laughs> Selections in that race, and Andrew. Yeah, Don Levant win. Yeah, oh. uh, Don Levant win win. Uh, Even Declan, though he's a monkey, book one. <laughs> Declan Feebud. Um, what was it? Uh, what was it? Fly oh, deck. Oh, check your notes. Check the race and all these legends. Two, yeah, two fly deck and all these legends. Stephen, I'll definitely be following Andy after his little uh say so there. But Gladiator Alain <laughs> will win. And yeah, for one day two against, two against the field. Rigs and flight deck for me. Flight deck of a bit more on flight deck for myself. Right, the big race at Haydock this weekend is the bet for a chase. Coming to that one now. Um, so Nathan, yes, Royal Pagay does run in the running this one. Did I pronounce that right, Declan? Is that an Irish, a French name, Royal Pagay? Royal Pagay. It's actually Royal Pig. Royal Pig. Royal Pig. <laughs> Sorry, I'll say that from now on. Royal Pig. All right, here we go. It's not Here's gay, it's Royal. It's, it's Royal, is it? Oh, eggs Royal, eggs Royal. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, betting. Here we go. Aplutard. Uh, six to four. Bristol de May. Uh, oh, what a horse. Love that horse. Uh, seven to two. Waiting patiently. I'd love to see you run well at 13 to two. Next to, next, next destination for Nichols and Cobden at eight. Royal Pagay or Ro Eggs Royale Pig at eight to one. Imperial Aura at nines. Clondor Castle and Chatham Street Lads are the rags of the field. Where do we want to go here? Let's start with you then, Stephen, for this one, mate. Stephen, take us away. Uh, favourite's a worthy favourite, isn't he? Um, still only a seven-year-old. Um, I'm normally wary of these the young horses that have such a grueling race in a gold cup. Um, six to four. Well, see, what's his record like first time up? I've not checked, boys. 
He's been no. beat a few times. Uh, yeah. He was beaten he, last year by Castle Grace Paddy, and then um, he's been beaten twice. Baliyoshi and been beaten twice in the four three. And on his debut, um, for Henry de Bromhead at Garen, he was beaten. <coughs> yeah, he's beaten by good two milers with that. Yeah, good old season, better speedier races back in his career. I don't know. You, you want to see him do the business, and you want to see the like, like Deck always says about the Gold Cup. He wants to have a big lengthy thing about about what it takes out of a horse and what it takes to win it and it sort of comes through you have to be a really really good good horse to do it year after year like you think of the, the Nichols horses Kato and uh them and and even Al Boomer I wasn't that I wasn't really complimentary about last year but you think to win it twice and come back and run an absolute storm last year it takes a it takes a real sort of bomb proof horse to keep doing it and for a seven-year-old to have such a tough race just just I'm not keen on backing it at six to four, but I'm just trying to find something to beat it is my problem. Like Bristol Demay's won the race three times. All his best form has been on heavy. What's the ground in there? Good to soft, is it? Yeah, good to soft, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he was third in the gold cup on good to soft, wasn't he? So the ground probably not as much of the issue as I'm making out, but you just don't know what the Grand National took out of it last year. He was pulled up. You know, like he's a ten-year-old now. Um, he's gone a long time as well, isn't he? Yeah, waiting patiently, like six to one. Like he's not one, not once. He's a six-year-old. I don't think over two and a half mile. But he's won, he's won, he's run many good races in the Tingle Creek, in the King George. Where they decide you know, to run. whatever happens in a race, he seems to find one too good. Wherever he gets out of pace and runs or whatever, but <sighs> he'd have to be a brave man to back him at six to four. Um, Next destination was probably what a lot of people said was probably one of their bankers of the meeting behind Galvin in the four miler, but he's pretty solid. He had a good he had a good novice campaign last year after a couple of years out from his hurdle year when he was uh was it what was the race he was it was the Neptune, was it he was placed in? The the Neptune, yeah, yeah, the Ballymore, yeah. Ballymore, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah, he was, now fair, he was beaten down the back. He was he flew home, didn't he? And he scored home for tour. There's the one that um, Sam Crow, Sam Crow won, yeah. Sam Crow, yeah, I'm yeah. Off a second, yeah. He's probably going to be one of the most sort of you know what you're going to get from him. Whether he's got the quality, I'm not too sure. But Royal Pagal was bullying, bullying old Andy Cap was on really soft ground last year. <laughs> Six in the Gold Cup. Is it going to be soft enough for him? I'm not too sure. Imperial results that everyone had on the tip of their lips last year, but run two poor races, was unseated, then pulled up. Uh, Chatham Street, that it that was the that was the plot also Cheltenham winning the Casby and Caviar. <laughs> Looked like he joined the race coming down here one by about 20 lengths. Um he also won last week's Paddy Power was second in that, wasn't he? Uh, Midnight Shadow. Um 33 one, well, he probably wouldn't have the class for this. Same with Clondor Castle. Probably flattered with his second behind um, Clanders over at Aintree last year. I don't know. This is a race. Obviously, you want to watch it. You're looking for pointers for later on in the year. I probably would want the favourite to win. Whether I think it'll be Matt Sharp, Saturday, I'm not too sure. I just hope he does okay because, like I said, him, the Gold Cups are grueling. Whether he can, you just want to make see if you see that he's in A1 condition, you know. But you're looking for a bet, aren't you? Um, I think destination, next destination each way will probably be a, 
a bet to nothing for me because of, he's got some decent form in the book and he hasn't got any questions to answer, you know, apart from the step up in grade. Somebody's laptop just turned off. Thanks for that, Steve. Uh, Declan, where are you going for the Betford chase, mate? Look, um, a Plutai, he's such a he's such a talented horse. He's a beautiful blend of, of speed and stamina. You know, as he said he was second in the Gold Cup. Um, he's dead so well at, at Leopardstown. Like I, I I love him. I think he's a fabulous race horse. He's so talented. Um, he was beaten by a better horse on the day, but you know, I, I don't think it took too much out of him. Um, but he's been beaten on his reappearance the last two seasons, and he was beaten on his stable debut for Henry de Bromhead. It was a, in a beginner's chase. Now, he was only, he might have only been a four year old um, when he ran in that beginner's chase. It was probably this weekend. But he doesn't seem to go well fresh. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be at Down Royal for the um, the JMI or, or whatever they call it now. And it looks like Henry is, is given, he's certainly given Manella in though plenty of time. I think he won on the season and debut last year, but, you know, he was fat as a fill. And I thought he still ran a really, really good race. He looked like the winner for a long, long way. And I'd say fitness told towards the end. Uh, because he, he it's like he's been, you know, two months in Cancun and all inclusive. He was mm-hmm. really carrying a lot of condition. So I can't imagine this fella is going to be um too fit, you know, as well as the, the, the ground's still very, very fast over here. Um the fact that I think Henry's gonna give um himself and uh, Manella in though plenty of time after a, a really really tough gold cup, and the fact that this fella has been beaten on his seasonal reappearance the last two seasons. Now, as Andy says, it was in the far three, and it was you know to, um, it was proper two miles. It was Castle Grace Paddy and it was Ballyoshin. I think your style of racing is a real bonus for him as well, really, because you, you can put him wherever you want. Can't he? He's a strong traveller. Yeah, you do he like just, him, yeah. yeah he's top round, really, isn't he? He's, you know, he, he stays well, but he has pace and speed, and it's very rare in, in horses that stay as well as him. I said a few times that it's not often you're you're blessed with both stamina and speed, but this fella be Jacques Pourcois at Leopardstown. You know, he's got he has the he has the pace to travel. Henry seems to think he can only go left. I don't know where that's coming from. But can you imagine him in a, a King George? Because he has the pace to travel and he has the speed to burn them off. Like he's the speed to, to win over two miles against good two milers. Goes the wrong way though. He can't go well, that way, can he? Was he favourite to beat me well, in a well, round as well, wasn't like, he? How, how obvious is it that he can't go right? Like I'm he couldn't be uh what's it? Uh win no, was a winter escape? Who, who trains him out? Anthony Howard. They accidentally they accidentally handicapped him at 144 going the other way. And then he ended up in the close brothers. And they, they couldn't hold back laughter. Yeah, yeah. He won by the <laughs> <laughs> He won down fucking handstands. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most okay. that was. So anyway. <laughs> I mean, look, he's a fabulous racehorse. Is he a bet um at, at the price for me? No. Uh 
Bristol and May pulled up in the Grand National. He's won three days. Once on good ground, actually. Uh, he is 10 now. He's on the go a long, long time. Uh, he's not for me this weekend. I did have a little thing today. And go, maybe. Uh, no, not for me. Waiting patiently. He hasn't won since February 2018. He, now, in fairness, when he's finished, he's never been out of the top three. He does have stamina doubts for me. And he, he mightn't have stamina doubts if they make up their fucking mind what to do with him. He'll probably run into <laughs> the thing Creek in a couple of weeks. Like, either wind this horse up and go down the two-mile route with him or, or train him to get the trip. But they're switching. They don't know what they're doing and they've destroyed this horse because... Now, he may never have been a, a champion chase horse or a golf cup horse, but at least give one of them a go. They've done absolutely nothing with him. And they've absolutely destroyed him. It, it's such a shame. Now, he's gone to Christian Williams. He obviously thinks he's a stayer. So I hope he campaigns him down this route. I don't know. Like He's not going to win a golf cup. Are they, they going to try win a king? I don't know what they're going to do. Um... And I think Spain division is very, very deep at the moment. I would have switched them. I would have wound them up to have a go with the Queen Mother um, in March. But anyway, he's turning up here. He's not for me. Next destination, he's only had three chase runs. And the second to Galvin and the farm, you know, there's nothing wrong with that farm. That's looking really, really good. I think he's a massive chance here. He's, he's had his issues. He's one of the few who um, didn't what 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 was the term we used then? Get fucked up, Andy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <That's one. laughs> um, you know, I, I've always been a big, big fan of his. Uh, he's been off for a long time, but, you know, I thought he still looked a fresh enough horse last year. I, I'm still a, yeah, still a big, big fan of his, and he's still quite unexposed over fences, and I think there's more to come. And I think he could develop into a Gold Cup contender. I think he's been written off way too easily. I, I thought he was a good novice hurler. I loved his attitude in, in that Ballymore or the Neptune, whatever it was called then, when he was forced beaten. He was probably taken a little bit out of his comfort zone, like a lot of Irish novices do. They hit fast ground for the first time, and they go at a pace they're not used to going at for the first time, and they go to Shellam. Well, he stayed on like a train. Uh, you know, not an awful lot of people remember that he actually came toward in that race. He went by an awful lot of horses to get there. Um, Royal Pagal won the Peter Marsh here, and he won a novice chase here. He's just probably not good enough. They ran him in the Gold Cup when he would have been beaten in the four miler. You know, we, we, we slagged him off enough last year. He'd probably leave the fella alone now. Uh, Imperial mm. Laura, he's failed to complete in the last two. You know, he, he did win over three miles in his four chase, but I don't think he's good enough. Um, Mick Winter sends over Chatham Street lad. He seems best on heavy ground, and he's probably not going to get it here. He was fourth in in the marsh, but again, he's not good enough, and I don't think Clondalk Castle is is grade one standard either. I think it's a bit of value about next destination, but obviously, a few is he's probably head and shoulders above this, but I swear of him purely on. The fact that I think Henry's going to give his two Gold Cup horses time, and also he's been beaten the first time out the last three seasons. That's two selections so far for our next destination. So Andrew, can you make it three? Um, uh, I I think it's interesting that he's running here because 
you could make an argument that three and a quarter miles at Newbury off 153 is probably fair, um, seeing as what Galvin did um, at Down Royal. But they, um, fair play to him for taking the grade one option. It's a bit of a pity that the race comes so close to the Ladbrokes Trophy because next destination, like it's he's a second season chaser. I know he's nine rising ten, so they kind of he's had his problems. Um, and you know if if he didn't have those issues, the chances are they probably would have gone for the Ladbrokes Trophy. But you know he is an old horse now, or not an old horse, but he is approaching that kind of stage of his career because of the issues he's had. Um, the question is how how fit will he be? Uh, he does have cheek pieces first time, um, so I assume Paul Nichols is going to expect next destination to be travelling at a pace that he may not have travelled at last year. Obviously, he's into an open grade one now for the first time in his career. Um, and even though it is over three miles, he'll need to meet every fence accurately and, and well. And in fairness to him, he did. He jumped. He was a good novice last year in term, with his jumping. Um so you got your eight runners, Deck and Steve did a good job at uh, covering them, really. Um, Imperial Aura does have a good record fresh, but he did report to bleed in the Reiner. Uh, he bled through the nose, hence why he was pulled up. So it is now Imperial Bleeder, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he blacklisted until further notice, unfortunately, but hopefully he is okay. Um, and they have um, rectified that issue. Uh, Clondog Castle again putting his place by Clandis Oboe at the end of last season. Um I don't think he's up to this. I would agree with the lads. Um he was well beaten in a Charlie Hall. Um but he will have fitness on his side but he's 30 trees for a reason. Chatham Street lad deck Dex right he will need tough uh, heavy ground. I say Mick Winters can't believe it. Um he's waited all this time for a really really good horse and you know you're nearly absolutely guaranteed unraceable conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes up lightning quick. <laughs> hey, Doc Jace, you can't make it up. Um, Royal so, um, as for Royal Pagoy, I, I have it. I think Royal Pagoy, he should be race fit after only finishing the Gold Cup last week. <laughs> we, should, we should be all right coming here. Um, oh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Oh, uh, and again, He's That's a whole, really tickled Declan. That. He's a, I think we need to just take a breath, though. Just take a breath. He's a whole, he's a whole barrel of entries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a barrel of entries, even though he's rated 163, which, again, is another joke in itself. But I'd probably take the Welsh Grand National for him because if it's not like if it's not testing a Chepstow or called off a Chepstow, then we know that global warming is a serious, serious problem. It's already <laughs> turned, it's already turned the ground quick here. Uh, imagine, imagine they're getting good to soft. Yeah, it's almost like you're almost concerned if the Welsh national isn't postponed. So, anyway, it's not so. If the Tommy Will's not abandoned due to frost, <laughs> Tommy Will. All right, so yeah, Royal Pagoy. Um, He's Andy. He's gonna, he's gonna go and win now, isn't he? After just ripping him. No, it brings a new meaning to you. you know when the horse when he said looks like he's around again. Yeah, he looks like just finished the gold cup straight yeah. ahead. Straight ahead, <laughs> Um look, and I, I as I said, um Deck made a really, really good point, and he I echo everything that he said about it. Um Manella Indo was 
like he wasn't a fit horse. Well, he wasn't a fully fit horse at Down Royal, and I'd be really surprised if Aplutar was. Um, I think he's vulnerable here at six to four. Um, well justified of his mark handicap mark one seven two. His form is excellent last year. Um, I just can't see him being fully wound up. I'm actually going to take Bristol Demai to win a fourth. Uh, Haydock, uh, Betfair Chase. I I think he's um. Look, it's his Champions League, isn't it? It, yeah. it, it is absolute, it's his Gold Cup. Is it anybody else's Gold Cup? You could make the yeah. argument it's next destinations as well. It's not at Blue Tires. Um, Chatham Street lad needs a bog. Clondalk Castle, no chance. Imperial Aura, as I said, bled. Next destination is the danger. Royal Pagoy. We should start now. Yeah, probably sharp as that, but look, we're not going to. It's not going to be with it. Um, and then waiting patiently, they've, they've been waiting patiently for, for years and years and years, but they can wait a little bit more because he's, he's not winning this. So it's he's already still on both, he? He's going to need her, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to take Bristol Demoy to retain, Chris. Not Bristol retain, take, win it again, sorry. Win it again. Bristol Demoy for Andy. Stephen, for you? Next destination, I think, is a good each way bet. I'd and agree with that as well. And let's finish off with you, Declan. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like Next Destination here. I just think um, a couple of others there to be shot at. A few tired is definitely the best horse in the race, but he's, he's worth swerving at the price. Yeah, uh, thanks very much, boys. Uh, we're coming over to Ireland now. We're coming over to Navan on Sunday. We're going to the Monksfield Novice Hurdle. Um, no betting through for the Novice Hurdle at the minute, but they've got some interesting entries here. Hollow Games heads that. Uh, interesting list there. Very uh, smart horse there for Gordon Elliott. Ginto is in there also for Gordon Elliott. Uh, bar that, boys, where would you want to go from this then? Do we start with you, Andrew? Um, yeah, well, look, Hollow Games, he's, he's came from Gordon Elliott's nursing nursing playground, whatever, down Royal, where he sends to send out all his best ones now. It looks like that's kind of the trend. Um, he had a very exciting horse, three-year-old, um, Deck, what was do you? You probably have it now. Stop you. Three year old that he debuted there. American Mike in the bumper, and then there was the three year old as well in the in the maiden. Um, um, the American oh, Mike, the, the one that uh, the one the one on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, like I think he won really really well. Yeah, and there was also um Mighty Potter as well. Won a won a maiden hurdle really impressively. And Hollow Games. Good race, Mighty Potter won. Yeah, I I love that. Him. A really yeah. good race. I like him. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually yeah. actually count on us, but he looks at a very talented <laughs> horse. But um, yeah, Hollow Games at, at nines on, um, absolutely bolted up. He beat a nice horse in his bumper as well, Euro Chep, who's sadly not with us anymore. Um, and then yeah, he, I think he beat the Banger Doyle, who was a good yardstick in bumpers last year as well. So he's undefeated. Um, I think he's going to go off long odds on here. I don't think Jinto will run, as he only it'd be two weeks since he won his maiden. Um, Edith Boy, it's a big yard for him as well. Yeah, it is. It would be. Um, Edith Boy. Uh, feed Fedor is Phil Dor is the horse you're thinking about. Oh the yeah, Fedor. Yeah, the three-year-old. Yeah, he's very smart indeed. I'd say. Um, I don't know a whole lot. I might leave Deck with Edith Boy. I, I know he's beaten a Thurless last time out over three miles, and it is usually okay. a bit concerning. All oh, right, well then he's not running. He's not running. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, you know, it'd be concerning anyway seeing a, a novice over three miles in November. That's just you know blacklist that nearly until you know he, he sees a fence um look chris we probably don't have a lot to talk about here and um, this is not a good race at all and um, it hasn't been for a long time i don't know why it's still a grade three 
uh, this, is, this is up there with one of the worst graded races in Ireland on a on a yearly basis now. Um, and it's not usually I you see me bashing Irish racing, but this is not a good. This has not been a good race for quite a long time. Hollow well, games. Can I call out a few winners? Well, yeah, go on. Call out the last two. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. You can't just you can't pick and choose. because I'm right. I can. Fakira won the last year. Okay. Well. Um, Fury Road the year before. Mm, overrated. Easy game. All right. I, I rest in peace. In fairness. Yeah. Fakira was really slow like most of last year. <laughs> yes, Fakira. Haven't Haven't backed for the Latouche 2024 anti post. <laughs> <laughs> Stamkrow won in 2017, Debt Duty in 2016, um, Apache Stronghold won in 2013. Free, expre- free Expression was quite a nice horse, we went wrong. That's um, true, remember when he was awful. Mount Ben Bulban. It, it is full of... Uh, he's the best winner from this. Hmm. Who? Mount Ben Bulban. He ran well in the King George, didn't he? No, Free yeah. Expression was going to be a lovely animal. He... he, um, he was Apache Stronghold was another very, very good horse. Yeah, but look, this no. race is in. I, I don't know what it is. I, maybe if they've updated the pattern, but this is concerning because this is the second year in a row, at least. But I'm going to say third year in a row, to be honest, that this race has not attracted a strong entry. Um, and look, Hollow Games is going to be. Oh, he could easily be 14, 16s on here. It, it's whew, not a, not an exaggeration. But anyway, well, deck is it, at um, that. Did Fakir not mowed out and Ashdale Barber something in this race last year? No, I was at the, I was I think I was at this race. Like, I know it was two years ago. It was two years nothing. ago. It was two years ago. Uh, he, he, fire attack email down, and Champagne Gold was toured through the lane. Look, oh yes, but it wasn't a great race, was it? No. It, it, it is a race that if you future staying chasers win. Mm. It comes a bit early in the season. Like you know, Willie hasn't got going yet. Um, he would normally have a good few out last last week, and we see he didn't have many. Now we still won the Margiana, but the, the ground's absolutely killing things, isn't it? We're going to be losing listeners if we keep talking about hollow games there now. Oh God, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Do you have a selection for this one anyway? Anything you want to say no, about it? No, look, if I, I won't. I don't have a selection because uh, I'll just probably get them scratched. You know, we don't <laughs> even have declarations. Hollow game. But Barney Cully is a nice horse, and I did get a little wink and a, and a nod about him for Gowron, but he might turn up here. He's won twice at Wexford, but I don't... Look, he could run well in this field, but I don't think he's really up to this level. Um, second, stay nowhere near the favourite and just get your prize money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gindo, Gindo won a bumper and a maiden hurdle here, but he shapes to me like he wants, you know, twice this distance. Hello, James. And, and he, he will go up. I don't have to be one to far day, Andy. I think oh, I actually, yeah, 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 yeah. you get a job in the British media now with quotes like that. It'd be uh, one it'd be perfect, perfect attitude. He was second to Bally William, Bally William Boy at Galway. Oh, I quite like Bally William Boy. Now, I know he was behind the little Yank at Limerick, but the little Yank sort of picked up the pieces that day. I think the Bally William Boy, you know. He's one of those likeable horses. He's a grey. He, he goes from the front. Um, perfect attitude might be the best of the rest here. He's in another of gardens. That's if he turns up. Um, Sweet Street has a bit to find with, with perfect attitude. Little display beat Queen's Brook 
uh, at Wexford and, and Queen's Brook went and won up. Was it Punchestown then? Or Ferry House? Was... Yeah, over a yeah. further trip, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, Lunas, they also ran a, a decent race behind Mrs. Milner. Uh, fairly consistent horse. You know, if if it'd be one of it'd be on a perfect attitude or living display to follow Hollow Games home yeah. for me. How the hell are we gaining listeners talking about this trap race? <laughs> they they like the honesty. Yeah, they like the honesty, yeah. Uh Stephen, what's your give us one line from this race because I don't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. I got a rip, yeah, p- right. piss ripped out of me last week for San Charge. I was a big pros eight one, so which one have I got here? But no, no, nothing for me in this. Nothing. Hollow Games. Should, we, should we just say the Hollow Games win this race? Dad? Got again, though, the non runner. That's a winner, isn't it? Yeah, look, Hollow Games. Sure, yeah. Look, it's Andy. It's not great. I think Andy's been harsh on the race. Um, I'm only fair. As so, usual, you never. Yeah, you're being right. harsh. No, you're being no. harsh. <laughs> Look, as as we said, uh, as you rightly said before we came on, like the Drinmar is not looking too hot, Andy, mm-hmm. and the beginners chase tomorrow is probably going to be a better race than than the Drinmar. What's Stephen doing in background? No, he just he said just move on and. Move on, is he? Okay. Yeah, no, the, it's, uh, it's one day the I thought he'd be all over this with a, a long hard <laughs> on shot, innit? Yeah. I thought he'd be, he'd be he too short for me. It's too short. He needs yeah. to get in the bath. He needs to get one, in the one bath. One to four is my max. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on, boys. One to four is better than a ten to one loser. <laughs> the one race we're going to, the final race we're going to cover this weekend is the Troy Town, which is the 320, the three mile uh, grid B for not for horses rated to 150. Uh, Navan on Sunday. Uh, it's a very, very wide open betting heat uh, with far class there at seven to one at the top of the market. Uh, well, Gordon Elliott has a top four in the market, doesn't he? With uh, far class, <laughs> definite plan run while Fred, Deffy Blur, um, and then beyond them, we've got um, Champagne Platinum, very interesting uh, runner there. Stephen will probably touch on Champagne Platinum for Enna Bolger, um, yeah. Lord Royals there for Willie Mullins, 10 um, 10 for. Uh, for the Dempsey Yard, Top Moon for Joseph and Patrick O'Brien. Uh, Mr. Nap patches down there what Declan's napped in the past, and so has Andrew. Um, this is a wide open betting heat, it always is. But, um, I mean, who, who, winners in the past, like last year, Ron had the winner, didn't he? Um, with the jam man. Um, <laughs> oh god, he was he was so scintillating last year, wasn't it? And then the year before that, Chris's dream for Henry. For Henry. Uh, but Gordon Elliott's got a decent record in the race, hasn't he, Deck? Oh, yeah. Well, like, uh, I, I've been at this race uh, where he's had half the field, you know, and nearly all in, in Jigginstown course. Um, as you said, he does he does have the first four in, in the market. and It is another, um, it's another meeting he targets early season. Willie tends to save his for you know, Christmas time and then the spring where all the money is. And that's why Willie usually, you know, we had a couple of great finishes, the, the trainer's title at Punchestown. Like, Willie's gone in maybe over a million down to, to Punchestown and, and claw the back. It, it can be quite exciting. Where, But Garden does mop up a lot of these. It will start to turn um, heading towards the, the John Dorkin meeting at Punchestown. But, who knows this year with the ground the way it is, 
Willie's Willie's what you know. They love heavy ground. He's a deep, deep gallop, and they're really, really good on heavy ground. And who knows if, if it doesn't come soon, it might be Garden Gear to um to go and win the title. Andy, have you what what sort of you'll be able to look this up really quick? What's the um how far ahead is Garden at the moment? I'd say he's miles ahead. I'll check for you now. I'll just close the camera. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, miles yeah. Ahead. Anyway, um. I I I'll just read brief I just quickly go through the ones I like here. Farka, he is favourite. He unseated when he was in with a chance in the Kerry National. Uh, he was fifth in the Grand National. He, he he's actually a very, very consistent chaser for you know, he was a juvenile hurdler. Uh I think he's taken defences really, really well. Um definite plan. He got up late at, to to win at Cheltenham. He got a you know, a really, really good ride off Jordan Gainsford. He was, he's three seconds prior to that. He's only up by a pound for the win at Cheltenham. I don't know how much more improvement. He's probably quite limited. Uh, but, you know, he, he is coming in here with good form. Lord Royal, he was touched off in the beginner's chase in January. Um, he's still quite unexposed. And I think he come on a lot. Now, I know Willie's horses are probably behind, but is he Willie's only entry here, Chris? Yeah, he is, yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, oh, no, sorry, um, Class Conti as well, Class Conte. Oh, Class Conti as well, yeah, yeah. Look, Willie can improve horses when you least expect it. Uh, and I'm expecting a lot of improvement from this horse this year. And I think if he does turn up, he has a good chance. And then the last of, of the four is Samurai Cracker, um, Caroline McCaldin. Mm. Sam was taught to gin on Noam in a novice chase in July. Obviously comes here fit, could run, you know, could really run a big race from way down the bottom. Quite a consistent chaser. Has been on the go for a while, but you know, it was a big price and, and could surprise here. What's the what price? Oh, 47 euro, 47,000 euro. The what? 47,000 euro. Mm. Yeah, it, it, and it's not even... It's a decent handicap, but it wouldn't be like the Paddy Power or the Irish Grand National, you know. It's mm. what is it, Andy? Grade B or grade something? Grade B, yeah. Grade yeah. B, you know, it's not. Paddy Power is 150 grand, I think. That's grade A, isn't it? Yeah, and then the Irish Grand National would be grade half A. A. You like it's, half a mil, yeah. Uh, it's a decent race to get down, you know. We'll throw a few money out there to see if anyone can pick it up. Where's <laughs> Declan going? You, oh, you, you went you went off for a second then it was very strange yeah, I don't know why something went off um, did, you, did, yeah. you, did you turn me off no i didn't turn you <laughs> off i can't even i don't think we can because um actually connor's asking for andy to spice it up a little bit we're losing punters and because i was absolutely destroying the race out earlier was it uh it could have nobody's going to be getting involved in that except for stay anyway so it doesn't matter yeah go on you go uh, sexist race up a bit andy Come on, Andy, oh, sex the race up, bud. It's just, I'm kind of pulling my hair out with it because I, you know, all these McManus horses, um, like Champagne Platinum, I don't want to steal Stay's Thunder. Everything you saw, we probably all, we only know him because he was playing in Britain. We probably all backed him for the pretend stuff. Yeah, we're all, we're all still going about the hide up race, aren't we? Yeah. Um, now he does have good form over fences. He did run in the the silly oils, I think, and it beaten by itchy feet. Um, now look, 
though he was beaten by one fifty horses or thereabouts. Champagne Platinum's in here off one thirty three. Um, he ran a he made his first start for Enda Bolger over two miles at Wexford. Um, and look, he fell out of the back of the telly, so we can't even see how he jumped, uh, which is unfortunate. Now he's he was never any chance over two miles. Uh, he is a stare, but um, that would have at least got him fit. I would have thought the banks would have been an option, but he's still only seven, so it's still there's still plenty of time for him to tackle that. There's four, five, six years of that of that if they want to, because they can they can do that into their twelve, thirteen, into their teens basically. So, um, Enda Bolger did have have a banks horse a few years ago. He's only recently retired, called Arvinya or Ar- Arvinya, Arvinya. Yeah, it's Willie. Yeah, so. Yeah. He was well fancied for a few early season handicaps, I remember, uh, because I kind of fancied him for them. Um, and he didn't run too well. And then he popped up in the Paddy Power Chase at 28 to 1 and absolutely hosed up. Um, and I fancied him for the cross country after that. And I think he was pulled up. <laughs> so he was never a horse that I could catch on the right day, but it just does stick in my mind. Um, there's a big difference in prize money and JP loves that race at Leopardstown. He's always has a barrel of runners. Um so for me I would just Henry's not running this year in it. Yeah. Um <laughs> now the thing is one thirty three the paddy power is a not to one fifty. Uh one thirty three should just about get you in. Um I do see ten to one about champagne platinum so I probably will have a little bet on him just in case this is the plan but I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting ready for the paddy power at Leopardstown. Um, Mr. Fog Patches, I think, is just a dour stayer and might need the ground a little bit softer. Uh, he does go on on good ground, as we saw punches down and at air. Um, but I think if he wants to be competitive at three miles, he might want it a little bit softer. Um, again, he's only seven rising eight. He's some really good staying form, and he is probably warranted of his price. Um, the other one that I was kind of looking at was Deal Care. Um, who I think is, is quite short as well, actually. There's Deal Care even. Oh, no, sorry, not Deal yeah, Care. Sorry, Deffy Blue. Deffy Blue. Deffy Blue. Deffy Blue. Yeah, Deal I quite Care. like Deffy Blue. Um, he'll love the ground. He absolutely mm. needs uh, decent ground. Um, I think he, he's never really, like, he hasn't run on it for quite a while. Um, like, his, his best hurdles for him is on decent ground, and he's, like, he's never really gotten it over fences. Um. Now, he, he has bled in the past um, when he fell against January Jets at Leopardstown, as I do remember marking that. But he has won since. He did win at Wexford, and he ran he ran all right against Chatham Street Lad, who, of course, goes to the Betfair Chase. Um, he has a fair record fresh. He, he does have the ability to go well fresh. Um, and the fact that he's still relatively inexperienced and how Gordon Elliott loves this race um, I would imagine that he's probably the one to be with here for a here and now horse, but it's not a sexy selection as he's eight to one. But he yeah. is probably the most likely winner. Um, but I do like the idea of Champagne Platinum. But as I said, he's probably one to catch at Christmas time. Steve, do you want to um say anything about Champagne Platinum? Uh, no, not really. And he's, and he's covered it, but um, yeah, he's also probably I'm obviously going to follow him again this year, and he. But I do. These are the sort of races where I do like to listen to the boys. Like they know what they're talking about with these Irish handicaps, and more more than not, they know what the, probably the long term target is. But I know most of them. But who knows what's trying for what or for the future? Like far classy. Because yeah. we're always cheating in Ireland, aren't we? <laughs> no, we're always cheating. Cheating. Nah, you know, 
But Farkas had a poor year, and obviously the last year was, I think the Shanters race at Cheltenham was was his main target, <coughs> where he was backed off the ball, and he, he bumped into one. You've got Ron Mild Fred, who's still a, still a novice, uh, but hasn't run, probably could have won the Irish National. What price was Mr. Fogpatch is in the coming to the second last at air? Must have been long odds on, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he didn't take a pull around the home turn, he'd have oh, pulled it. was unbelievable. Yeah. I still can't believe it just, in, but... just at the wrong time. Just as the, as the, yeah. the tail in front. I can easily happen. Out. It's just one of them things. Like. Yeah. See, me... me no, we, we're, we're, not, we're, not, you know, we're not upset with Danny Mullins. But, you know, mm. oh. We're just disappointed. We're fucking but me looking at the Get him back on right. here. We need to have a word with him. <laughs> you. Is he pissed? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Danny. <laughs> Chris, you was really sweet on Ramble for Wildfred in the Irish National, wasn't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. I'm thinking probably it's a bit too much weight here for him and Farclass, despite them being quite short in a bit. Yeah. I suppose until one o'clock tomorrow when we know what's going to run, it's a, it's a tough race to think about. I'll, I'll be back in Champagne Platinum, but until I know what's running, I'll, I'll just rather listen to what the boys have got to say about it. Champagne platinum for Stephen. I'd, I'd take Deffy Blur. Uh, no real reason. I just think he looks like a good name for the race, really. Oh, I've not really looked at the race too much. But Deffy Blur for me. Andrew? Um, yeah, I'll be Deffy Blur myself, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you've got... Because I think he has scope yeah. for his mark, in his mark. Oh, yeah. His name. That's that's what I thought, too. He has scope in his mark. Yeah, I should have said that. And uh, Declan? I mentioned four, and I'm just hoping for a runner. <laughs> you know what's happening uh, now? You're giving them the kiss of death, death and you are now. No, I'd take the plan out of it. Farkla, Lord Royal, and Samurai Cracker. Sure, you don't want one more. Thanks very much, Doc. Right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Anybody got any naps this weekend? Any other bets anywhere else, Declan? Declan's got a few winks there, Doc. I nice one tomorrow. I actually, I know the man who trained. This horse is a point to pointer. He had to name him and he didn't realize the horse was born in France. So he had to go through a lot of rigmarole to name the horse. It's actually quite um it's actually quite difficult to name a French bread. Is this so tomorrow, he, Declan? Tomorrow. This is this horse is can I tell the fucking story, Chris? Can I oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm building up to it here. So we actually named the horse Fabrique en France, which is made in France. Um, he's trained by Ollie Murphy. He was second to Killer Kane in his point-to-point. Now, here. Be- believe it or not, Jamie Codd gave him too much to do. Uh, mm-hmm. He should have won the race. Uh, a couple of people who were there also said the same, not just the, the man who trained him. But uh, he's had a win off during the summer, and I think he's got plenty of room off 119. He's running in one of these novice handicap chases in Britain and I think he could follow him for a few races I, I think he's uh, he's from what I've been told about him he's quite a talented horse uh, he's a better horse than Killer Kane Killer Kane ended up he, he won the point to point he ended up being sold for uh, 300 grand yeah. I, I think Willie got I don't know 180 for this fella because um, because Jamie Codd fucked up but look we won't be back <laughs> jockeys here anyway and um, the other horse, if, if he's any sort of play, so I, I think he's worth having a bet on. It's Garen. Oh, sorry, did I give you the time of the race tomorrow, Chris? It's Chesto. Oh, it's I've got it anyway. It's 10 past Chesto one. one Chesto. Um, then Saturday, Garen, the 138. 
it's, it's like California here now. We run races at 138, things like that. Okay. We don't do traditional times. Uh, the ploy to get away, trained by William Mullins. He was a point winner. He had an entry in a beginner's chase, which I found really, really interesting and quite refreshing, but uh, they bottled it and they've come back to hurdles. He was second on his hurdle debut to a horse called Complete Unknown. He has since gone to Nichols. He was beaten for Paul Nichols, but uh, the ploy to get ways in the Chibley Park colours and trained by Willie Mullins. It, the tissue prices gave four to one. The Lonesome Boatman is also in the race, but um, I... I I'd say you can jump, you know. Sometimes when you see these novices go down to hurdles, they don't know what they're doing, and they absolutely balloon them. But this fella can obviously jump if they thought about running in beginner's chases. And if he doesn't go off favourite, I think he's worth a bet. I, I think he could be a, a good horse. Is that it from you, Deck? Any more? Just, just a tip. Sorry, Chris. I, you know, how many do you want? Will I give you 10 winners, will I? If you want to. Two good ones will be all right. We'll take just, those just two. two. Just two. I, look, I think for Briga, I think I think Ali Murphy knows what he has there tomorrow, mm. and I think I've, I think there's loads around. I think he's a good horse for Briga in France. I think a track like Chepstow could suit that kind of horse as well. Very undulating and uh, long, long straight. Fingers crossed, the deck. Um, Andrew, anything from you? Um, no, I'll probably back Don's Levant and. Um... Probably do a double actually with Deffy Blue. Um, I don't, not big mad on anything else. My my tracker's going to be hopping. I'd say now everybody's everybody's national tracker's going to be popping now. I'd say, but um, Ooh. we're going to have. I'm um, hopefully the Devil's Coachman makes his chase and debut on Sunday. He is entered, um, and I think he'll take a fair bit of whacking. Um, if he jumps, how I think he's going to jump. Um, he'll be a horse you'll see in March, possibly in the Arkle. Personally, I wouldn't like to see him in the Arkle. As I said, I think he might need a bit of time. Um, but he's really, really talented. And when you see him over a fence, um, it should be quite exciting. The, the race is pretty loaded now. There, a lot of them are going to Gowan on Saturday, but we do have. Um, he could be joined by the likes of. Um, I'm just trying to fly through the field. Uh, Course Sublime, uh, Cade Boy as well. So it, it, it could be a decent race. Um, and then another. Mm. And another one of my horses that I, I also you probably I'll come back to Twitter for this, but standoff has an entry on Tuesday as well at Punches Town. I know we're quite far away there. Um but Actually, it's too no, much. Just as Andy's mentioned that, Chris, I've a few for Monday and I'll get you can put them up on the Twitter. Lovely. We'll keep an eye for declarations for the understarters order Twitter page. We'll, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a, a Venezuelan or something. <laughs> Perfect. That's Perfect. it. Um but yeah, other than that, Chris, uh, I'm just gonna enjoy the race and hopefully Bob Ollinger gets around safely. Uh, mm. don't pile in a trees on though, because that beginner's chase is loaded and it will only take a mistake or two, which is very, mm. very real for a horse having his first run over fences. Um Ashdale Bob is no mug, neither's Master McShee if they fixed his itch issue. Um it's a really, really good beginner's chase. It's as I said, it's gonna be better than the Drinmore, I'd say, when you look back on it. Um it's crazy, crazy loaded. Um so I'm, I'm looking forward to that anyway, Chris. I'll probably main two there as I said, deal and uh, not deal care I'm after doing it again. Deffy Blue and um Don Levant uh, in the stairs hurdle at, at Haydock. Thank you, Andrew. Fingers crossed for you, buddy. Um Stephen, Stephen, buddy. Did you say free on? Sounds like says I'll be valuable. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, that's not a big weekend for me. I, I do like Sky Pirate. Um, hoping it can 
with a little bit of a weight concession can get, get a bit closer. I think 31 is, is an okay price for me. And Gladiator LN at 16s in the uh, the brush hurdles race, which is not the brush hurdles race anymore. Uh, the stay is handicap. They can jump hurdles, brush hurdles, garden gates. I don't care. One stands yeah. on lanes. So you just it's the name. Watch this one's pull and still get placed. <laughs> we said it. Yeah, only the two from me. Uh, before midnight is the next best at three fifteen at Ascot for me. I don't even. I don't think that the weight that he's got to, the extra weight that he's got to carry is going to even make Sky Pirate any. Well, a little bit more close, but not too much. I think he's still got him. Um, within arm's length um the nap will be posted tomorrow because i'm i am under the impression that they're a bit wary about whether we will run tomorrow or not so i'm not putting it up right now but i'll put it up tomorrow if you follow our twitter uh and that will be posted tomorrow um right thanks very much guys for following us tonight two weeks until we are at entry if you're at entry as well give us a shout out uh, I know there's a few of us joining isn't the deck um, um, Amaretto is, is going to um, join us she's going to meet us on Friday she'll be racing on the Saturday and I think Reggie's coming the last time yeah, I spoke to Reggie I kind of alienated him didn't I you are? I kind of alienated him didn't I because he doesn't because he won't drink the Guinness yeah are you oh, going yeah, to say it? Are you, are you going <laughs> to say it? I won't be drinking Guinness. No, you're coming to the race. You come down to you. Oh, I might do, yeah. I might turn up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might turn up. I've, got the I've got the tickets. So if I don't turn up, you ain't coming in. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about us. We want you from some bills. I'd be glad. But we uh, make yeah. it after Friday. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you guys are going to make it. He's speaking the IPTV. We'll watch it on. Steel, bring it. He's too busy watching the darts or something. He's yawning too. I just turned it over. It's five four to Van Gerwen. All right. Yeah. Well, well, Fallon's won tonight too. So there we go. Up at four, it's, it's the most overrated sport slash game in the world. And we'll end it at that. Come on, Andy. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway, <laughs> good night, boys. Take boys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Look, bye bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.